Wilderness of Waves A Gentle Breeze August 6, 2019 I woke up to a text from Oliver, my weather router, asking for my coordinates. He changed my course slightly so I can avoid the high and stay in the low. I know what you're thinking. Why on earth would you want to get low instead of high? Highs are areas of high atmospheric pressure that are known for good weather, but they don't have enough wind to blow a whistle, and I need wind to make my baby move. Talking to Oliver reminds me of talking to a fortune teller. It goes like this, Oliver. Olivia, I predict light winds and squalls in your near future. Me. Oh, awesome. Got any more good news for me? What about kids? You sense any of those in my future? Squalls. I know that the Pacific is riddled with them. I just prefer to avoid one if I can. The squalls I have been in on the North Pacific usually blow by pretty quickly, but the wind rips so hard in such a short amount of time that you could lose a limb. That might be another situation I set the sails for, but let God steer while I huddle in a ball in the quarter berth, suck on my thumb, and pretend I'm in a hammock beneath a palm tree sipping on a coconut. At the moment, I'm on a downhill slope wind-wise over here currently in what they call a gentle breeze, and it is way too gentle for me. Hell, I think it's even too gentle for a boat made out of porcelain. Juniper is moving at half the pace of yesterday. This must be the edge of the high. The real trouble with the gentle breeze is that I reran my reef lines before I left the dock, and knowing what I was in for the first few days, I hoisted my main with its second reef already in. For those who don't know, a reef is used to reduce sail area and is good for high wind conditions and storms. Anyway, now I'm in light wind and I can't for the life of me get the reef to shake out. It's like something is stopping the halyard from going any higher. But what? No, it's not the luff kringle. I'm wondering if I ran the first reef line wrong and it's preventing a full hoist? I spent an hour trying to fix the darn thing, and the whole time I was working on it, the littlest bird kept flying back and forth showing off its gentle breeze moves. I mean, the bird probably flew over from another continent in the gentle breeze, just to grab lunch out here, and I can't even get Juniper to move but an inch an hour. So I decided to move on to the next task. I'm not giving up, I'm just taking a break until sunrise. There were bigger fish to fry today anyway, like my bilge. That thing is deep. The leg of a basketball player wouldn't even reach the bottom of it. And looking down in there is like looking into a coal mine. I have to put on all three of my headlamps and wedge my face in between wires and cables and whatnot just to see what is going on in there. When I turned the bilge pump on today, it started huffing and panting like it was too tired to work anymore. And then the thing just croaked so I'm manually pumping everything out of the bilge with my emergency bilge pump, and I might as well be doing a Jane Fonda workout. I have to take a break every 20 pumps to wipe the beads of sweat off of my brow. Oh, and then I went to the V-Birth to grab a sweater, and something was in there stinking to high heaven. So I picked up everything and sniffed it like I was a dog in heat until I found the culprit. It was a feather pillow soaked in seawater near my anchor locker. I picked it up and threw it in the cockpit and went on to my next task. The whisker pole. 
My friend and I made this pole out of another pole from a smaller boat. It weighs at least 10 pounds, which doesn't seem like a whole lot, but when I'm on the bow of the boat, holding it up in the air and trying to get it on the Genoa sheet and waves are tossing me to and fro, I'm like a weeble wobble with a weapon that can rip a hole in the boat. Anyway, I had the pole in a topping lift and in the ring on the mast, and I was all geared up to get it on the sheet, and a wave came, and I about knocked my bow pulpit off. So I let that task go until sunrise as well. I just ate a peach to celebrate the things that I did and did not accomplish today. The peach tasted a little past its prime. Its nectar was sour to say the least. In any case, when I finished it, I threw the pit into the sea. This far offshore you can throw anything in the sea except for plastic, according to Annex 5 of the Marple Treaty an international law for a cleaner, safer, marine environment. I disagree with this law. The sea is not a trash can. I could be wrong, but I don't think everything will break down. They will just sink and sit there, or some fish will accidentally eat it, or accidentally swim into it and get stuck, or who knows what. I'm okay throwing a seed in the sea. A sea would naturally find its way there anyway. But rags, dunnage crockery, glass, forget it. I used to live near an old landfill on Jamaica Bay that was only exposed during low tides, and nothing in there is going anywhere fast. The beach is covered in glass bottles, old roller skates, guns, ceramic plates, you name it. What would be different at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean? The only difference is that we can't see it. Don't worry, I'll just be the smelly boat pulling into harbor with piles of trash on deck. What else can I tell you? Today I read about clouds and weather patterns and sea creature sex, but more on all of that tomorrow. The reflection of the moon on the water has turned the sea into a galaxy, and now I must stare at it. Sweet dreams! <laughs>